Hey guys, it's Dan. Just wanted to pop on here before the podcast and apologize for Kenton's audio quality. We're not sure what happened. It appears his audio was peaking and it just kind of cuts out and skips a little bit. So hopefully you can still understand what he's saying. I think it's still a good conversation that we have about various Star Wars things and we'll do better next week. Enjoy the podcast. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And I, I think I've had a, started a bit of a tradition of, of starting our Star Wars podcast episodes with non-Star Wars related stories. So I have another <laughs> one for you today. Oh, great. Um, and I, I bet made a, made a bit of an ass of myself on Facebook earlier this week. I saw, I caught at the end of a special. It was a CBS like special report or whatever. I don't know what the CBS equivalent of Nightline is or whatever. One of those news magazine shows. And the story was really interesting to me. It was about this this spy ring, this Russian spy ring that was uh, discovered. And this happened in like 2010, so like 10 years ago. And it was like a, like a, a, a four, four different families, four different couples living in and around, I think it was the New York area. And they were Russian spies and they were living in America and, and pretending to be Americans. And they were just kind of working their way in. I think maybe one of them actually was in the Washington area. Anyway, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I can't believe this is like a thing that happened. I was like so blown away by this. And I posted <laughs> I posted oh. a link to it. I read an online article about it. I'm like, oh, and it was all the whole information about everything that happened. And then I'm like, this is such a crazy story. So I shared it on Facebook. And I don't usually do this. I'm not a big Facebook sharer guy. But I just kind of felt like, wow, this is a big deal. And I said, I can't wait for them to make the movie <laughs> movie or limited series and then after a few minutes i posted that and i kind of walked away from my phone and went did something else and i thought oh wait a minute and i went back and said wait is this the americans don't (laughs) (laughs) the americans it's the plot for the americans and but here's the thing in my defense and i know you've watched the americans you've said it's a very very good series yeah it is in my defense i knew one thing okay i knew two things about the americans going into it i haven't watched it yet number one it was about Russian spies. Number two, it happens during the Cold War. Okay? That's what I knew about the Americans. And so this this thing, this actual event, took place in 2010, not the Cold War, in modern times. And that's why I was blown away by it. I didn't know the Americans was still based on it, but the creator of the series decided to set it during the Cold War. So it was what, to be more realistic? I don't know. This is a real event that happened. Like, it's, it was crazy to me. That Russia in 2010, Russia had sleeper agents in the U.S. and may still, who knows, there may still be oh, ones out there. Oh, of course they do. Yeah, you know, and and so and that you know, if you think about that leading into the 2016 election interference and all that other stuff, like it just yeah. that to me is the big story here that's going to get overshadowed by this being a an award winning uh, uh, TV series set in the Cold War. I agree. I thought we were going to get to the bottom of that uh, of the propaganda campaign, and which is. Uh, which is the only thing the Mueller report does well. And I read that part of the report, which is it lays out uh, what the online propaganda campaign was all about. And they spent $100,000 on Facebook. That's it. That's yeah. all they had to spend. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a mid-level manager salary to th- overthrow, <laughs> to change the <laughs> election result. Anyway, so I just yeah. want to apologize for being an idiot about it and not realizing it was the Americans. Uh- <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like I'm I'm kind of justified in it. Sometimes I post stuff and, you know, you're being sarcastic or ironic when you post it and you realize after. So that's to me, I would have taken that as you were pretending that you did not know <laughs> that that was the American. Well, thank you for giving me some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would did have. not know. I literally did not yeah. know that that was the Americans. But I will watch. Now that I know what the Americans is about, I'm going to watch it. It sounds like amazing. I kind of wish it was set in modern times. I really do. Because that would be, I think, more meaningful if they actually said it during the time it happened. But whatever. It doesn't really matter that show because it when when you start watching that show you you get like it's it's shockingly good and in mm. in, in the same way the Sopranos was good in that in that on one hand it it moves slowly on the other hand it's riveting so it's one of those where you're where you're kind of you explain it to people and they're like well that sounds boring and you're like no 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 it's not it's like every <laughs> little you know every moment everything has is like is this going to turn into something or is this just going to go away? Like, like mm-hmm. the Sopranos had that a bit where like somebody would cross Tony at a restaurant or something. You'd be like, Ooh, is this going to be the mob bot? And then it would turn out just to be like some other guy that 
Tony had a beep with and you never heard about it again. <laughs> like, 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 like it was sort of like that. You it yeah. always just kept you guessing. Yeah. Right into the end of the Sopranos, it kept you guessing. And I'll say the, uh, the Americans is similar. It just keeps you guessing and all mm. the best shows, uh, uh, do that. And then at the end you want more mm. leaves you wanting more. And, well, uh, so I recommend it. I, you know, I have recommended it on the media nerds, but, uh, yeah. but it's worth it. It really, is it on, uh, Netflix it's now? Not, no, it's not. I have to get uh, FX. I have to subscribe to FX. Ah. Um, it's part of that, that network. And I do believe that if I subscribe, it will get access to all the episodes. So I'll uh, I'll look into that. I'm still, I'm still, I've got some other, other stuff going on. We'll talk about next week on Media Nerds. We'll talk more about all the series that I've been going on. As we approach, of course, we are getting closer and closer to The Mandalorian. Hey, he mentioned Star Wars. Only, if, only like five minutes into the Star Wars podcast. Let's um, talk about Star Wars. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I should start by saying that I I have purchased squadrons. I've been playing squadrons. I watched, I, I bought Ooh. it last night. I was just kind of bored and noodling around on my Xbox. I'm like, oh, what the heck? It was 55 bucks. Actually, it was a, I got a deal on it because I signed up. So I canceled my Xbox Game Pass. I just found it wasn't using it very much. Mm-hmm. And the games on there, I tried most of them and there weren't, there wasn't a ton of them that I, like the main game that I got from that was Grand Theft Auto V and I kind of had played through it. And um, and then um, so I canceled that just to save a little bit of money. But then I went ahead and signed up for the EA Sports subscription service, which is exact not just sorry, not just EA Sports, just EA Play. It's called. And it's the same thing. It's a monthly subscription service. It's only five bucks a month as opposed to the I think the 10 bucks for the Game Pass. And you get access to all these EA games of which many are sports games. So if you like the Madden, if you like the uh, um, NHL games, but also the Star Wars games. Um, so because they have that tie-in with Star Wars, and I signed up for this this plan, I got a $5 discount off of uh, the Star Wars Squadrons game. So it was only 50 bucks, not $55. Bucks. Um, but I did play it last night, and I have to say it is it is it, it's a learning curve for me. I'm not great at these flight games, and it is a flight it is a flight simulator. This is not like an arcadey kind of pick up and play type of a thing. You really have to get these controls right because um, I was getting frustrated pretty early on with this with this game. Well, that's uh, that's fascinating that you know all of the how all the subscription packages work because I I I have not even ever cracked that at one time i bought the the uh xbox pass because you and i were playing uh gears of war yeah that's the, um, that's that's the yeah. xbox live that's the uh that's the live service like to get online but um the game pass actually get, gets you the free play game pass gets you basically a selection of games that you can play at your leisure it's like netflix for video games right and the ea one is is as well and ea but the thing is ea also includes um the sims if you like the sims that's in there it's also got um skate 3 which is a great skateboarding game and uh what else uh, um plants versus zombies my kids love that series so there's there's some cool games i thought it'd just be a nice change you know and and it's all got all the star wars games as well it's got a lot of past star wars games on there that I can play that I don't think I have played. So I'm going to go back and take a look at that. But again, Squadrons was, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a great, very immersive experience. Uh, it does remind me a lot of Wing Commander and some of those other games. But it is like, seriously, it is tough to control. This thing, you've got one stick gets is your throttle and then kind of your, like your pitch. Like your, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you can rotate, you can do complete um, 360s and that kind of stuff. And then the other one is just your controls. And then you've got basic... Um, you know, blasters and, and torpedoes and that kind of stuff. But it's like they start you off as a, and of course, and you switch back and forth. In the story mode, you switch back and forth from the Empire to the Rebels. And it takes place, oh, I can't remember, it takes place during the original trilogy, but I'm not sure when. I should I should know this, but it's like sometime around the original, Darth Vader's still around. Mm-hmm. So it is like sometime between, before the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, and, um, and basically you're kind of, and you're following the story of this, I think he's a TIE fighter, pilot who defects to the rebels and so you kind of follow both sides of it so in the first level you're flying a tie fighter and then they and they spend the entire level teaching you how to fly it and showing you all these things and then you switch over to the x-wing and they spend another level teaching you how to fly the x-wing so it's a bit of a slow start to this game but is this uh, are you wearing the helmet are you wearing the three blah 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 you don't see any no 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 i didn't no no i've not done it i'm just playing on my virtual Um, virtual reality sorry i called it 3d no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the virtual reality thing. I'm just doing the TV thing. And it is very, like, it is locked. You are locked in the cockpit view. You cannot zoom out. You cannot go to any other view. But that is the nature of this game. It is a simulator. It is, for the hardcore simulator nuts, they're going to love mm-hmm. this. Because this is everything that, you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator and all these other 
flight simulator games that are super realistic, this is what that is. This is meant to be. It's a super realistic look at what it would be like to fly a TIE fighter. And it is cool, but it is hard to do. Sometimes. So it doesn't sound like you have much story so far in this game. Not right. Not right now. I, I've got a little bit of the story. I only played a couple levels in, and then I just kind of got bored and <laughs> moved on. But uh, but it does. I mean, I, I'm going to play, and I did move my difficulty level down to story mode. Oh, no. Uh, I was at I was at the pilot level, and I'm like, oh, this is too hard. So I, I put it down to story mode just so I can watch the cutscenes yeah. and stuff more easily. And it's fine. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it seems like a great Star Wars story. I'll give you more on it when I'm further along in the game but just the initial thoughts very very a steep learning curve but once i get the controls i think i'm going to have a lot of fun with it oh cool and i, I definitely want to know playing it with the vr thing because i've heard the the complaints i've heard uh about it are that are, are exactly what you said that you can't there's no walking around mode um the transition from story to uh fighter mode is a little clunky i heard yeah Sometimes you just like in the middle of everything, it stops and you're like back into the story mode. Like there's oh. no set end. Got to it. it. It's like follow, and there's a lot of following a guy around. Follow your leader oh. around, so you get used to again. The first couple levels are all getting used to the controls. You follow the red leader or whatever his name is to this part of the the thing, and then you have to sneak up on the star destroyer and then attack. And it's very cool, but again, it's very difficult to keep track of everything. Uh, if you're not used to fight simulator games, which I am not, so you'll give so, us an update yeah. as you go as you yeah. go along through the game. Oh, that's great! Because yeah, I would. I, I'm. I definitely was tempted to buy it this week. I was thinking about it, and I was like, ah, uh, I want. I want to hear. I want to hear a little more about it before I buy it. Mm. And as I, well, I, you'll hear more from me. I never have time to play video games when we're teaching. That's another thing. Yeah, it's that's so true. hard. Yeah, last night was a bit of a. Um, I had a bit of downtime. I was. Yeah. I was marking. Yeah. I was, but I stepped away to, to play some video games, and I thought, "Well, what the hell? I'll, I'll give this a try." Um, what I really want to talk about this week: a couple of different things, actually. Our friend Pablo Hidalgo has a couple of new books out that I came across, and one of them in particular offers, I guess, the official Snoke theory <laughs> because it's it, it's a reference book. So this is um, the first one is called. The Star Wars book, expand your knowledge of a galaxy far, far away. And it was, uh, well, sorry, it's not even out yet. It's, it's being released on the 20th of October, so a few days from now. And it's by Cole Horton, Pablo Hidalgo, and Dan Zare. So it's three guys contributing to kind of, and it's, again, it's very similar to all the other books that Pablo has done. It's got a lot of images in there and references and explanations of stuff beyond what the movies tell you. And in and then it was, what happened was, because this book was released in the UK, like at the beginning of this month, there are pages that have been leaked and pages that have been, you know, posted online that people are kind of talking about all over the world. Um, and one of these is the is the entry on Snoke, on Supreme Leader Snoke. I actually saw a headline that said, New Snoke Theory uh, Explains, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I went right back into my default mode, which is theories explain nothing. But 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 maybe in this case, I would say this is probably officially canon because it's a it's a Lucasfilm book. It's it's yeah. you know, Pablo's involved, so I would say this is this is as official as we're going to get as far as an actual story for Snoke. But my question is, okay, I'll ask the question after I read it. Okay, because I, All right. I, I think I think when you see hear this, you'll kind of like realize what happened had to happen here. Okay, okay. For much of its history, the First Order lurks in the shadowy edges of the unknown regions. Its leader, towering hum its leader is a towering humanoid with a broken build, a scarred being known only as Snoke. Through a force, though a force user of impressive power, he denies any Sith lineage. In fact, only scant details exist regarding to regarding to his origins. Of course, we know nothing about him. Um, it's possible Snoke himself may not know his true nature. Snoke is a strand cast, an artificial genetic construct concocted by the resurrected Darth Sidious to be his proxy and power. So first of all, I I'm interesting that they use the word resurrected Darth Sidious, like as in the emperor did die and then was brought back to life. That's something that's implied there. Um, Snoke has free will, but his actions and goals are still orchestrated by Sidious. Snoke senses the coming of Rey as an awakening in the Force. He is disappointed by First Order leader Kylo Ren's inability to stop her. He goads Ren, all to push the darkness in him. Snoke, who is ordinarily extremely cognizant of Ren's thoughts and motives, does not foresee that Ren will outmaneuver him. And that's like, you know, basically that's the first two movies summed up. Everything that Snoke does is, is summed up into one paragraph there. <laughs> uh, and then it shows a picture of, it says, Clone Brothers. On Exegol, Emperor Palpatine holds many genetic copies of Supreme Leader Snoke in a vat. 
<laughs> so he's got a picture of his clone buddies. Through Snoke, Sidious sidesteps the tradition of a dark side apprentice slaying his master to ascend, which happens when Kylo Ren betrays Snoke and slices him in two. Ren then assumes the mantle of Supreme Leader of the First Order. Ren's examination of Snoke's past turns up more mysteries and dead ends. Ren fully expects that dark voice he has heard in his head for years to disappear. Oh, he expects the voice to disappear once Snoke dies, but it does persist. Uh, this points to someone manipulating Snoke, and Ren's search for answers uncovers the presence of the Emperor, who is believed deceased on Exegol. There, in a laboratory deep in a Sith sanctuary, are other Snoke bodies resting in a nutrient fluid. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So Nutrient fluid. Um, so basically, what it's saying is that, you know, and I guess we kind of already knew this. We kind of inferred this from from the movie, from The Rise of Skywalker, is that Snoke created, genetically created, or sorry, uh, Palpatine genetically created Snoke as a stand-in for him. And you're, right. sh you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking your head? Well, this it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> why, why is it ridiculous? Are you saying their Snoke theory sucks? I uh, No, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm saying that poor Pablo had the rough job of helping J.J. Abrams explain his idea. And, okay. and I think I think that's what that that's more that explains that more than it explains what happened. Because I mean, okay, like if you actually, well, first of all, I like that you said the word scant, because I was like, was that Snoke's original name? Scant. <laughs> scant. He was known only as Scant because there was no details about him. Yeah. No, but um, and by the way, I'm looking at my Snoke figure right now across the room. He's I have an action figure of a zombie that was used by Palpatine. <laughs> So, so he's standing. Snoke is looking at me while I while I say this, but I think okay. So if you're gonna put a humanoid in charge of uh instead in your stead, why are you gonna put a battle damaged one? Yeah, I, why does he have that that kind of scar in his face? Yeah, what you know what happened? What, there? what do they all all the clones have the same? Or this guy? I don't remember. I think we'd have to do a like a freeze frame on it to look at the uh, the nutrient <laughs> fluid and how. Um, but I, <laughs> I mean, how long was this guy but, out uh, there? That's what I want to know. How long was this clone? Was he yeah. there in Return of the Jedi behind the scenes? Was he? No, actually what I'm taking. So what I'm taking from this is that, okay. So, so, so Palpatine dies. Vader kills Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi and he dies, but his force ghost is still around. And his force ghost finds a way to inhabit a new body, probably a clone body, right? I think we've right. talked about that. I don't know if that's been officially confirmed but everyone seems to agree that that is the most likely thing that he had clone bodies uh waiting for him and he just and it's just it's dark empire stuff it's it's all been done before so that is his goal so but instead of him coming back right away and taking power again he builds it up through a proxy through snoke so that he doesn't get killed again so he's saying that because the sith apprentice relationship is always about the apprentice killing the master which happened um well it happened with darth vader killing him with with a, that kind of thing but it's supposed, something that's supposed to be happening throughout the sith lore um that he didn't want to, to happen again so he created a false sith lord in snoke someone to stand in that would do, to be killed he created snoke to be killed by by kylo ren is basically what they're saying there. right uh you know i i still okay fine if that's the explanation but what I would say, and I stand by this, which is the better a better film would have that battle at the beginning of the film, toward the beginning of the film, the Ray Kylo battle. You kill him, you make make the the rest of the film about uh, Kylo's journey to find like who was behind this. Right, right. That's that's the part that was skipped over in between movies. Right, that was the problem is that they they kind of showed us a montage of that. At the beginning of the Rise of Skywalker, but they didn't really show us much, including like scenes like again on on um, yeah. what was that planet again? Darth Vader's planet, where he's his castle is Mustafar. Um, so including like what was supposed to be Mustafar that we didn't right. understand was Mustafar because it wasn't obvious. Um, so yeah, that's I just think it's it's. I mean, I guess they're trying to like you know, put this to rest, but it very clearly. Um, very clearly, J.J. Uh, Abrams had a certain idea for Snoke that, that Ryan Johnson did not carry forth and then kind of forced J.J. to write this this explanation. And that's that's exactly what happened. This this to me confirms that that is what happened in that in that. Right. Yeah, that, that's you know, exactly right. I mean, that's more what it, I, I think that's more what it explains than anything. But I mean, I can I can live with it. But once again, 
Uh, a film, you know, it's the old Roger Ebert saying, a film is how it's about. How do you show this thing? Not like, not like, oh, oh, he's a clone. Oh, well, then the film sucks. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> the way it works is, oh, it turns out that uh, Snoke's a clone. You're like, ooh, how does that get revealed? That's, that's where the, where either it works or it doesn't work. And I think most people's beef with it, I mean, there's people who don't have a beef with it, but the, for the folks who do, I think that's the main, like, what, you're just going to roll out the Emperor here right at the beginning? Like, that? that's where we're going with this? Like, it just seemed, it could have been such stunning yeah. and incredible reveal. And I think that's what's, it, it'd sort of be like uh, in between Star Wars and Empire, in, you know, in the opening crawl, Darth Vader, who has announced he's Luke's, fa Luke's father, like in the opening crawl, and you're like, pardon? And that's sort of what uh, uh, the dead speak did. Mm -hmm. The dead speak was like, uh, for some reason, Emperor Palpatine made an announcement on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the how it was rolled out is where the devil lies. Yes. You know, because it, uh, it, it's not, it doesn't offend me for the story. But it's the hot. I think we can just you and I could just sit here and and write a better way to that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's some interesting little things here in this entry. It takes it like this. This um, this is on inverse.com and it shows a photo of the page. So I'm actually reading from the page with a layout and everything on it, and it's got like a holocron file with these little the little kind of pull stats, and it says, for example. Um, his name is Snoke, his species, genetic strand cast, which means artificial species. So it's not even a real species. It was just created for the purpose of, uh, of doing this. Um, abilities, force perception, telekinesis, force lightning, aim, galactic conquest, and then status report slain by Kylo Ren. <laughs> so, like, so my question is, why did the emperor then, why did the emperor just roll out another clone yeah. instead of revealing himself? Right? <laughs> like, why did well, Snoke was immortal. You just, yeah. Well, exactly. That would have been probably kind that of that could good have been thing. a great thing. That would have been interesting. Or like, I can't believe they killed Snoke, and then he shows again, and you're like, oh my god, like what's happening? Like, like he's back again. Like how he can fuse his body back together. Like there'd be a whole questions, but but then the end more interesting. But I I, I also like the question, which is which is if you created a clone, okay, so first of all, why would you make him battle dead? As we said. Secondly, why would you dress him in in an ornate gold <laughs> robe? Like what? Like did did. Who made that decision? No, that was uh, that's like everything that uh, Palpatine wants to express, but he's not allowed to because he's a Sith, and Sith are supposed to wear a dark robe. So he's like, okay, I really want to wear this gold robe. I can't get away with it, but Snoke but like, can. Did, did, who had the vision for the whole look <laughs> for that whole thing? Like, whose idea? And the other thing is, if you're trying to get like like Earth and Force Awakens. Uh, I think Leia says uh, uh, Kylo was seduced by Snoke to the dark side. And you're like, wouldn't it be easier to seduce someone to the dark side by making them pleasing looking? By not making them look like an evil cackling maniac? You know, like that would be much easier. It, 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 yeah. You, yeah. You probably wouldn't have needed anything <laughs> to make that happen. All the triggers were already there. Yeah. So you could have eaten. Uh, converted kylo years earlier probably than what you did and the other thing is that if if, if the emperor is able to clone himself and just kind of re yeah. come back to life then what is he worried about his own life anyway like wh why can't he just be like I, honestly it's yeah. like it's like rebranding it's like completely starting a new brand although it's kind of based on the existing brand of the empire like in the the first order is like an off-brand empire in that they have like all the same stormtroopers, yeah. star destroyers, all the same like ranks and everything is the same, except they're just calling themselves the first order. Like why do that anyway? Like why not just be the empire? That's a whole other discussion. Well, so it's like but this anyway. week was the new iPhone launch and it was the same thing for the same yeah. thing for the first order where they had launch and, and, and yeah. Snoke came out in his bathrobe and Tim Snoke, he showed up and he was like, <laughs> we got a new, these are these stars are way different than the old, but really they they just had, they just smoothed over the edges <laughs> a little bit, and they so it was all it was just a rebrand. It was an empty rebrand that uh, yeah that uh, and maybe Tim Cook was there. I don't know. We 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 don't get to see how they did that redesign or rebrand. Yeah, but they're clearly there's looking at the first order who are trying to like invoke <laughs> the spirit of the empire, which is taking taking the ideas out of what's already done I, I just want to say as far as this book is concerned it is uh, available on kindle and oh, sorry it comes on october 20th available on kindle and hardcover so i might just buy the kindle version um because it's cheaper 
And it is, um, and I love it. In, in, in the description on Amazon, it says, written by Star Wars experts, including fan favorite Pablo Hidalgo, which right. I love that they call him out as being oh, yeah. a fan favorite because we all love Pablo. And, uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, so, uh, so he wrote that book, but he also wrote another book, and he has sole credit on this second Star Wars book that is called, um, oh, shoot, I had it and I lost it here. It's called Star Wars Fascinating Facts. Mm. Um, and again, well, that one's out uh, October thirteenth, so it just came out. Only available, not available on Kindle, oh. only on hardcover. It's a compendium of hundreds of little-known facts about all nine episodes in the Skywalker saga, from behind-the-scenes onset tidbits to stories about how the tale of Star Wars was created. Profiles of important characters and early drafts of scripts show what might have been. Details of how famous scenes were filmed and other first-hand accounts from cast and crew members. So that sounds really, really cool. So it's kind of like the like basically what Pablo's been doing the whole time is compiling research and all of this stuff. And uh, so this is kind of the result yeah. of that, which is really, really cool. And the only books I buy on Star Wars now are Pablo writes. Those are the only ones right. that I really ha- that are that I've bought since the Force Awakens novel. I think I've only bought Pablo books. Yeah, and including and I don't have it here, but including the short story collection, which Pablo also wrote. Yeah. A lovely short story about Grand Moff Tarkin that I think was really well done. And when he was here uh, a couple of years back for FanQuest, I said to him, as he, I was getting him to sign that book, I said, you should do more fiction. And he's like, I would love to. I just don't have time. Like, he, <laughs> he has he has some fiction Star Wars stories in him. Aww. And I'm hoping that at some point he will write, like, a novel or a series or something. Like he is he's a very good author. And, yeah. of course, he's he's known more for the research and for the uh, the hard facts, so to speak, of a fictional universe, but um, but he he couldn't write something. He can write great uh, great prose as well. Yeah. Um, if, if I worked at Lucasfilm, I would be known for as the guy who makes good coffee. That's what I'd be known as. <laughs> I, I would have. Re- <laughs> I wouldn't even make the credits. Probably, they might say thank you to Coffee Boy, Larson. <laughs> So here's something, just to give you a taste of what this book includes, Star Wars Fascinating Facts lives up to its name. This is from a review on GamesRadar.com. Pages from the book posted on Twitter reveal that Lucas, George Lucas, was going to kill Luke Skywalker in Episode Eight. So they're talking about the original George right. Lucas treatments that he gave to Disney when he sold the franchise that they completely ignored. Um, similar to what happened in Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi. Not completely. Not completely well, no. because, yeah. Because what? Because Luke dies. Spo- uh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> you don't know by now. Um, <laughs> the book also notes that a female Jedi Knight who was trained by Luke was always going to be the central character and that Luke was going to be a Colonel Kurtz type character. Uh, just to explain, Kurtz be the elusive maniac in Apocalypse Now. I don't know. that. Do they need to explain that? Do people not know who Colonel Kurtz is? Anyway. Yeah, you know what it's like. You're a teacher. <laughs> you try... You, you, you reference you pop try to culture use reference, reference yeah. falls flat yes happens all the time that's all of them because <laughs> nobody has a shared experience anymore i by the way you know what somebody said in my class yesterday who is salvador dolly <laughs> who is salvador dolly and i well uh oh well, of course he starred in hello dolly <laughs> no d-a-l-i but I, right. and, and by the way that's not that's that's a complaint about me is that I would expect a it, you young know, it's, it's, it is it is hard, I guess, to keep track of everything. Yeah. I actually went to see the Dolly exhibit at the art gallery last year, the year before, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was great. Great, cool oh, little exhibit of, amazing. of Salvador Dolly. Um, so basically it says here that years before The Last Jedi began development, the treatment left behind by George Lucas in 2012 also had episode 8 be the one wherein Luke Skywalker would die. Another... Um, titled Colonel Kurtzwalker states, although Luke Skywalker only barely appears in The Force Awakens, the concept artists had a lot to imagine based on fragments of the story they were hearing as it developed. Ray was on a mission to seek out Luke Skywalker, who had disappeared. As described by George Lucas, Ray is like, Ray is like Willard going up the river to seeking out Colonel Kurtz, an allusion to Apocalypse Now. Yeah, but the problem is Apocalypse Now is about the journey he, cre- he's, he experiences as he travels through Vietnam to, uh, to find Kurtz the whole movie is that, right? From the from the ride of the Valkyries helicopter bombing run to going up the river, there's all kinds of stuff that happens to him. Um, but for the journey to find Luke, there's no, it happens at the end. It's like shoved into the end of the Force Awakens, and and it happens in like five minutes. She finds him. Here's yeah. the map. Boom. 
we find where he is and then that's it. So not quite the same way, not told in the same way. That would have been a good Star Wars movie, I think, if she had had to do all the stuff that uh, Michael um, uh, Sheen had to do. Michael Sheen? Who am I thinking of? Who? Uh, um, Charlie Sheen's dad. Michael Sheen? Oh, uh, uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. I knew there was a Sheen. There is also an actor named Michael Sheen. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's what threw me. That's why it took me a second, because like, I could just conjure that up right away. But when we do a podcast, it's hard to think on our feed, too. You but, bet. That's, that's the nature of podcasting. I, I guess it's my opening to mention that Martin Sheen and a, the, the cast of West Wing on HBO are doing the reading <gasps> of uh, one of the old scripts. When is that happening? I, well, here's the problem. It's on HBO Max, and it is not. It's supposed to be tonight, I think. It is not scheduled. We might get it on demand in Canada. Oh, what is HBO Max anyway? I don't understand what this is. I know. It's some U.S. only, so we can't see it. Fuck yeah, I know. Finally get, we finally get HBO on demand here. The way we've been minting, like for years, and then they still have to have some other freaking thing that we don't get. I know they have to. That's right. They have it's to ridiculous. invent something that we don't have access to <laughs> to make them feel better. <laughs> that's what, that's what always happens. But it might have it on demand. So we'll see. But yeah, it was not in the schedule. I looked to see. Unfortunately, another non-Star Wars fact. Okay, and then this also quotes from other stuff. Everyone, okay, here's a quote. Everyone hated it in Phantom Menace when we t- started to talk about midichlorians. Lucas told fellow director James Cameron in his book, James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction, there's a whole aspect to that movie that is about symbiotic relationships to make you look and see that we aren't the boss, that's, that there's an ecosystem. Um, so he even gets into explaining mm-hmm. what the wills are, Journey of the Wills, that we never really get into, but that was going to be part of this as well. Um, so this looks again seems like a very very cool book and I'm gonna go see if I can pick it up uh, this weekend uh, if it's only in hardcover I'm sure it's available in bookstores I guess I could just order it on Amazon but I yeah, like to buy things McNally. in person I have a gi- I got a gift kit burning off for McNally so I should probably. probably go pick it up as well I usually go there once a week there just you to go see what's new so some oh well, I guess it wasn't out All last right. week that's why I wouldn't have seen it but yeah let's yeah. and but and also I, while we're talking about Star Wars books yeah. Pablo didn't do it but uh, the Star Wars cookbook has been front racked at uh mcnally for a while and it looks pretty good it looks like it look it, i think it's the menu items at just at um from the theme parks i think that's what it is so but anyway i've been looking at that book kind of going uh, maybe i should okay maybe uh, make some wookie cookies or something <laughs> not that those are in there i don't know that they're in there but uh no but those yeah. i mean didn't chris shipman make us some wookie cookies once he did i think he did so i don't think that's a that's a difficult recipe to find he really wanted to make some. Are you suggesting that Chris Schiffman only does stuff that's easy to find? <laughs> no, I'm not. Of course not. This is the guy that goes down to the U.S. for yeah. freaking cereal. Um, okay, so <laughs> one more thing, um, and I'm going to talk to you about if you found any interesting toys out there. But yeah. um, Amazon Prime Day was this week, and so you know, a couple of days of like sales. I didn't buy anything. I don't know. Did you buy anything? No, no, and I I actually saw a lot of pushback on to Prime Day on social media this year. Oh, really? Forever, yeah. Shop is what they're saying. Just because, yeah, cause and the whole yeah the whole pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a big uh, issue right now, right? With people like you know Amazon is kind of taking over, and you know local businesses are already struggling because you know nobody's going out. Um, but I thought, it, it, I thought anyway, this, this article is just a good indication of some of the hot Star Wars toys. Maybe if you have a Star Wars fan in your life or you are, a, if you're listening to this podcast, you likely are a Star Wars fan. And maybe this is something you could put on your own wish list for the holiday season. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through some of these. Um, so one of the Funko Pop Star Wars, actually, I'm going to try sharing my screen so you can see this. This should, so Funko Pop Deluxe Star Wars Battle at Echo Chewbacca. And I'm, I mean, neither of us are Funko collectors, yeah. although I've been kind of tempted. I have to say, I've been tempted a few times to want to get one of these. I'm, I'm kind of trying to build my set. It's a mess right now, but I have a bookshelf behind me. I have posters behind me. And so my set is like my presentation. We're going to be doing this oh, remote yeah. teaching for a while. So I want to make sure that, you know, I have a good <laughs> geek space set up here. Um, just like just like a YouTuber. So I'm trying to look for maybe some toys to put in the background there. And Funko is kind of make a good display toy. It's cheap. It's like something you can collect. That's why they're so popular. It's easy. It's very easy to, to collect these things. Although there are so many out there. Like you cannot be a completionist when, when it comes to Funko Pop because there's so many different things. Like there's no way you can collect everything. Although I'm sure people have tried. 
Um, but this looks cool. It's like a, it's like a, basically it's Chewbacca from uh, Echo Base from Hoth from uh, um, Empire Strikes Back. It is just a Funko Chewbacca, which I yeah, really I, like. I would I would totally buy that. And I've got see, can, I actually have a shirt I bought at the Levi Baca in that pose where he's where he he stands up. I don't know what Levi's oh, okay. was doing because all they had was that, and I think Leia. I think that was it, uh, or maybe R two D two as well. So I bought the one because I just had seen. So I might, I yeah, I'm like you. I might buy you know all of those oh, fun sure. figures. I got the Emperor Luke, but oh, and C four. I've got three. Uh, the next one on the list: the Lego Star Wars Boost Droid Commander, uh, which I assume is a Lego set that allows you to build different droids. And this one has, I we can see a Gonk droid R two D two, the little um, what's that little uh, mouse droid? I guess it's called, right? The thing that scoots around on the Death Star. So again, this is Lego, and again, again, not something either of us are really big on. Although Jack got a really cool Lego set uh, a while ago that he put together, and it's kind of neat. It's the um, I don't know if I talked about it or not. It's the scene on it just before the higher ground scene. So as Anakin and Obi-Wan are battling in Revenge of the Sith on the hover droids, remember they're like over the lava and they're fighting? That scene, and it actually lets you move stuff around. So once you build it, you can actually repose it and set it up in a different way. So that's really cool. And, and so Lego has done a lot. I mean, obviously Lego, it says here right in this piece that Lego and Star Wars are kind of synonymous at, at this point. Like there's so much, everything that's... That's uh, Star Wars is also released as Lego, so this is kind of neat. And I like the idea of building actual droids with Legos as opposed to like building um, a, a building or, or a, a vehicle, right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking. Here's Hello? the problem, Dan. You're sharing oh. your me, and now I'm looking <laughs> at it. Okay. Well, that's you can hear me though, right? Uh, it does seem a little pricey. It seems that it's a okay. So a thousand seventy-seven piece set. Um, $135, I'm assuming that's US, that's quite pricey. And that is the big problem with a lot of these Lego sets is they're freaking expensive. Man, the, even the thing I got for Jack was maybe 15 bucks and it's small. It's a small little thing with two figures and that's it. Like to get a decent size vehicle or a set for Lego, you're talking at least 50 bucks, if not more, right? So that's that to me is the big um, stumbling block when it comes to Lego. And and in the past, when my kids were younger, we would get like the big Lego sets of just like random Lego pieces that you can buy. There's just a box full of Legos and then you just build whatever. Like it's never been about building the specific things, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's what the whole Lego movie is about. It's exactly. about use your, use your imagination. And then like that was basically the precursor to we're selling where we tell you what to make. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous. It's a model kit. It's basically a model Those kit. Those hypocrites over there at Lego. <laughs> I've got half a mind to fly to Denmark or wh wherever they're. Where, wherever they're. Just go to the just go to the Mall of America. Go to their Lego uh, thing in the middle of the mall. There, they've got a big Lego store and places where you can put stuff together and that kind of Stage stuff. Stage a so. protest. A protest at the Lego store. Another Funko Pop on uh, this is the Han Solo Star Wars Millennium Falcon with Han Solo, so it's a little mini Han Solo, and I, I guess these are going to be bigger. There, there's a bigger set of, of Funko Pops that have more to it. This one has a vehicle, so it is like it's funny because it's like Han Solo sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, but he's huge, and his big Funko Pop head is sticking out. So I don't know. Again, I don't like this one as much as I like the Chewbacca one, just because the scale is off. Yeah. It doesn't look right. It looks like a bobblehead kind of thing. It's okay. So, I mean, I like it. I like the fine. idea of it, but I wouldn't buy it. No. Uh, 3D Star Wars Nightlight. This is kind of cool. Hey, look at this. It is. Super. So it's like a hologram projector, and you can do different things on it. You can do like a, it's right here. It shows the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star or, uh, or R2-D2. And it looks like, I mean, back, you know, in, um, I guess it's Return of the Jedi when you see the hologram of the Death Star when they're like planning their attack and everything. It kind of yeah. looks like that. It's like you can create the Death Star and show. I wish, I wonder if they have like the actual like half-finished Death Star from Return of the Jedi. That would be better. Oh, ooh, that'd be very cool. 20, only 25 bucks, 16 different colors and three different patterns. So wow. uh, that's it. Only three patterns, R2-D2, Death Star, and Millennium Falcon. But I, wish, I wonder if you could add to it as well. It's only a nightlight. It doesn't actually give you the time. No. <laughs> Come on. What more do could you want? Have, I guess you can have, have the time. Would them to put a clock on there? <laughs> we have everything else in our lives gives us the time anytime we want. Not when you're laying in bed, Dan. I can just talk to Siri when I'm laying. I'm in laying bed. in bed. I wonder what time. So I don't, at least I've got a Death Star hologram there. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's funny because back in the day you would just stare at your clock That's radio, right? right? That's yeah. true, actually. It's what? Oh my God! I'm not going to get any sleep. You know, when you wake up every five That's minutes, right, you're not exactly. Sleep. Um, anyway, there you go. <gasps> Star Wars Clue. There we go. That's a gift. That's a good gift for the Star Wars fan in your life. So you can play as, um, you know, all your classic 
clue characters are Star Wars characters, and you have to figure out who kills who in which room, I guess. It seems kind of, like, uh, could, can good characters kill good characters? Or how does that work? I guess. Wait. Inside the Death Star, you'll have to track down Darth Vader's next target, steal the plans, and get on the right vehicle out. Oh, okay, so they've changed the premise ah. of it. It's not about finding a murderer, which is what Clue <laughs> is about. It is about, so you have to find uh, which room. Right, There are three aspects, the room, the weapon, and the person. So track down Darth Vader's next target. That's the person. Steal the plans. I guess that's the room, right? Figure mm -hmm. out which plan, room the plans are in, and then... Get the get on the right vehicle out, <laughs> which is like I I assume they're gonna have a Tie Fighter or an X Wing in the Millennium Falcon and different vehicles that you can choose from. Okay, that makes sense. I'll buy into it. <laughs> it's it seems like a stretch. Although okay. the, 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 uh, the Star Wars. You'd rather War have the murder plot. You'd rather do the murder plot of uh, no. Clue? I did the Star Wars Monopoly. I think. Oh, okay. How is that different? Well, the star. I I think just the, it's all Star Wars. That's I've, although I played it, but I've seen it sitting there uh, at GameStop, and I've looked at it, and I thought it might be fun to play. I picked up actually speaking of board games, I picked up the Monopoly for Sore Losers Edition because um, <laughs> I it was it was on sale because obviously nobody wants to buy it. It was cheaper than right. a, it was cheaper than a regular Monopoly game, and I figured, well, if we don't like the new rules, we can just play this regular Monopoly, which we can do. But it's got this weird, like, this Mr. Monopoly token, this giant Mr. Monopoly token. And if, if three things happen to you, in, or maybe it's five things happen to you in a row, like you get sent to jail or you have to pay taxes, and, you know, any or have to pay rent even, if any of those negative things happen, every time bad things happen, you collect a token. And then once you have five tokens, you get Mr. Monopoly. And that gives you sweeping powers in the game. So when you're, Mon when you're Mr. Monopoly and you land on somebody else's uh, property, they have to pay you rent, not the other way around. So, and it, we play one round of it i'm like i just kind of want to play regular monopoly <laughs> like it just was not the same like oh, i don't know about this and they changed all the freaking pieces there's like this t-rex this tyrannosaurus rex figure that never stands up it always gets knocked over and they got rid of the thimble they don't have the thimble in there so i don't know what they're doing with a monopoly these days there's all kinds of crazy monopolies out there it's all branches that's all it yeah. is. Well, this one, is, this one is just like a gimmicky, like, and the other thing is that this this extends the length of the game of Monopoly when they should be doing things to shorten the yes. length of the game because Monopoly goes on too long as it is. Yeah. Like a good game of Monopoly will go on longer than it should, right? So there is also a ten minute Monopoly version that I did not get because that's too short. That's not long enough. Like, who wants to play a game of Monopoly in ten minutes? That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like quick, everybody. We got a break. Let's quickly. <laughs> Let's knock out this game of Monopoly, this 10-minute game of Monopoly that I've got here. Yeah, yeah, it seems ridiculous. All right, anything else from you? Have you found anything interesting out in the wild of uh, yeah. GameStop and other retail outlets? Yeah, looking around. Um, it, once again, Winnipeg's pretty good stock these days. And once again, I think people are not spending their discretionary income on action figures as much as they used to, myself included. And... Um, I uh, probably the big thing I saw this week was the Rose Inch Empire Strikes Back figures on the retro cards that uh, uh, the Star Wars Black series that uh, uh, I think they came out a while ago or the announcement was. Well, little... the, uh, I, I believe I mentioned yeah. I, see, I saw these at Walmart, right? Right. The first one. This is the first time that I've seen the selection that I saw, including. Uh, oh, OK, so it's like a second wave, maybe um, it might be. It was uh, uh, it was uh, Luke uh, on Dagobah uh, and it was. Uh, R2-D2 from Dagobah. So a dirty R2-D2. Pretty cool, no, Yeah, that, I didn't see that one, yeah. actually. That sounds Oh, really it cool. was very good. And what was the third? Oh, God, I'm not going to remember now. But there was a third figure they had in stock. I was like, wow, they were very nice figures. Um, and then I've been seeing more of um, uh, Wars Black 6-inch figures. They've got the, oh, what all, like the Gaming Greats or some, it's something like that. Gaming Greats figures. And I've yet really find a great figure that I think gaming great. <laughs> I think is that great. It's like it's it's usually a battle droid or something. So those have been <laughs> those have been sort of coming out slowly here. Um, let me think if there was anything else. There. Oh, you know what's missing? All of the Lorian stuff. Like the the Baby Yoda stuff is everywhere. So that's not really hard to get. But the stuff with the actual Lorians. Like all those Star Wars black figures, those are nowhere, including the Mandalorian himself is 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 like very difficult to find. And I, I speaks to the 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 degree of fandom in the Mandalorian. 
I think the Mandalorian is a very popular character, and I think he sells first. I saw one at game. I was at EB Games on the weekend, and I did see a Mando figure there, mm-hmm. and it was it was um, old Mando before he upgrades his armor. So it was that. Is that an older figure? Yeah, and I don't have that either. I'd probably buy. It. I saw it. Uh, I I do like. I mean, part of what's with the Mandalorian is he's always upgrading his armor. But I do like all the designs uh, that we've seen for him so far. So I think I'd buy them. If they had a variety of Mandos, I might actually plunk down the money to buy the variety of them. I never bothered with, mm-hmm. like, I the off-world Jawa was a figure, and Cara Dune was a figure, and I've like, seen a million times. And I was like, nah, I just want Mando, I think. I just want the Mando figure. And then I think I'm good. You want the new Mando, like Mando with his good armor? Uh, uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I sort of need to, but I'd probably get them. I, I'd get whatever one I found. Okay. Probably, but so far I've never actually seen one. If believe oh. it or not. Well, I was at uh, Kildonan Place. If you want to go there and see if it's still there, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Kildonan Place is so far from where I live. That's right. And uh, I'll COVID <laughs> on my way there. It's so well, far go, away. I'll, I'll, I'll go down there and I'll see it. I'll buy it for you and then I'll send it to you. I'll <laughs> disinfect it and send it to you. Um, <laughs> Okay, so here is, speaking of Mandalorian, we have a new TV spot, and it's weird because this one is in the square format, like it was originally, it's not really yeah. for TV, it's for, it's for, yeah, Instagram or something, right? It's not, it's made for Vertical. social media. It's made to be seen on a phone anyway, so let's watch this. You guys, you can see this sure. okay? I can see it. All right, let's watch this. You know this is no place for a child. So I've heard. This is the way. The Mandalorian. New season streaming October 30th only on Disney+. Plus. All right. That's not, you know, it doesn't tell us much. Uh, it says there was new footage in this. What was the new footage? Uh, him rocketing up at the end. Oh, woohoo. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> uh, to advertise it as new footage is a bit of a stretch because it's and there was by the way there was another TV spot that I saw this week that had more shots from the um oh what was it? the boxing match you know yep. the boxing match scene in the first one? It had some extra shots there that but it was like the same scene so it wasn't uh it, again look at these new shots there was one more speeder bike scene as well but there's nothing nothing of huge consequence in those extra mm. shots i think i think they're just giving us a little more of what we already know but i don't want i don't want it to be spoiled truth be told yeah, that's true i should not we should have even watched it what was i thinking? no there was enough there was nothing in it <laughs> there's nothing yeah in there. <laughs> but i had to be spoiled i don't start uh revealing big things we all know what baby yoda looks like now so that's okay to show us that and some of mm-hmm. that stuff i love i love the mandalorian on a ship i love that on the on a ship in water i uh, love that mm-hmm. but i'm excited i'm excited for the new season I, I hope, uh, I remember last season when we thought it was going to be an hour and then we had those 30 minutes every day. So uh, I hope they're good. I hope they're good. <laughs> well, I think I think that's that's kind of tempered my expectations a bit because now I don't care if it's going to be half an hour. It's going to be half an hour. And that is just the way it is. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I hope we see a lot of him. Uh, he is like the best villain ever. He's got to get an award at some point as to being the best villain ever for everything because he's just like he is in the boys he is in um breaking bad and and better call saul now he's in this like he's just a great bad guy um and so he deserves to win something for for that uh i don't think it'll be for the mandalorian but at some point he will someone will give him an award for being just an awesome awesome bad guy absolutely i agree i think fantastic he 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 deserves all the awards as far as I give him whatever mm-hmm. award you because yeah. he yeah he's so good and I'm looking forward to it. and I also noticed Pedro Pascal is uh, doing interviews and stuff for the Mandalorian and uh, they're once again getting to the idea that um, that he was not angry and storming off the set like <laughs> maybe one person has that been has that been discredited now that that whole I thing? haven't seen it officially discredited but I've also not seen it. Nobody's responding to it seriously. Okay, let's put it that way. So okay. I don't. Uh... Well, that means the case, and we know that that's. Uh, and again, this is going back to when Pablo was in Winnipeg, and you asked yeah. him some kind of question about the future of stuff. 
He said, Wait, let me get this straight. You're asking me about rumors that have not been confirmed by Lucasfilm. Right. And that's exactly what this is. Rumors that have not been confirmed by Lucasfilm. Right. So there's and nothing And I said there. to him, yeah, I'm doing. And I, and I, I, and I also... <laughs> And then I said, and then I said something like, um, you can't ask a fan to quell their enthusiasm. If a fan has questions, let the fan ask the questions. And then you can answer them however it fits. Right. Kind of thing. And, uh, but most people would, would not even, like, most people were afraid to ask anything. And I was like, you know, does Boba, yeah, is Boba well, Fett he, alive, Pablo? Is he, he does, like, he does, come yeah. on, let's get in. That is, a, and every time I've, I've I've worked with him on this kind of stuff, um, it, the question that's always been like, I can't talk about the future. I can talk about the past. I can talk about, talk about what's happened, but I can't talk about future plans for the franchise. So that's just his hard and fast rule. I'm sure you can ask all the questions you want, but he's not going to answer them. Yeah, but but things like were you on the set of the Mandalorian season two, is is something he is something that I think he would sir, and it, it's oh yeah, you know. I think that's fine because as long as he's not giving any details right. away about right. the story. He's okay talking about his experiences, and he's tweeted out stuff as yeah. well. Um, I remember him tweeting stuff from the set of Solo that he was talking about this dog that was like one of the you yeah. know those devil dogs they had, like chasing them down. There was a dog underneath that costume, and he showed us some photos of the oh, dog yeah. and that kind of stuff, like that kind of stuff he does all the time. Yeah, I have. He's, he's also been more active on Twitter lately. I don't know if you noticed that, but Pablo's back on Twitter. I, and I took notes it, so. during Pablo's Solo uh, uh, when he did the Solo presentation. And there's still stuff in there that I really haven't seen. Now, now I'm gonna have to think of one, but I can't. But there, but every time I look at them, there's absolutely stuff that he talked about, like the dog and the costume and things like that, that um, really have not been reported on to any great extent. Like, so he did provide insight into the film that we otherwise wouldn't mm -hmm. have had. All right, I think that's about it for today. Great discussion on Star Wars. Hey? Thank you very much. I got a class coming up in four minutes, and so uh, okay. this was a wonderful precursor to what will be a wonderful learning experience for my students. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, two weeks out from The Mandalorian, so we will keep talking about it as we approach. And at some point, we should do a watch along with The Mandalorian. I just uh, realized this now. We have not done that. We've done every movie except for the last uh, Return of the... Solo. Um, the uh, Rise of Skywalker. What's we haven't that? done. Oh, or no, did we, we do? No, we've done. So, we've done solo. We just haven't. We haven't actually. We're going to redo it, right? We're going to redo right. that. Oh, right. But um, but we also have done the Mandalorian, so we should do that as well. Yeah. Hey, I'm. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Badabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power.